Welcome to Gender Nebulous Podcast with me, Frida Wallace, and lovely Vicky Hodges. How you doing, Vicky? Morning, or is it afternoon? But anyway, hello. Afternoon doesn't matter, does it? How have you been? I've been all right. Had a good week, thanks. What have you been doing? Well, at work, we did a we did a, like a wellness event, and there was a mental health first aid stand there, and I got myself a free horse. You did you ride the horse? I've, I have ridden the horse, yes. And we've it's ridden photographed in the uh, the artwork for this, this yeah, week's We've episode. both ridden the wellness. We're riding the wellness, ho- the wellness, wellness horse. Well, we could call it the wellness pony. I'm not quite sure. It's quite small. Well, my big news, and this is very important, is I've got my hair done. Wow, it looks I've really got nice. Five hundred quid's worth of extensions. Wow. <laughs> Paid for by the NHS. Not really. <laughs> like to wind up turf. Can I guess? Um, I think I know. But um, yeah, and uh, I went out last night and I got chatted up by a mechanic. Yeah, I've heard this oh, story. I so what a, happened? I get a free how did it go, more importantly? Well, I get a free MOT now. So that's the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> Have you let him go yet? Or is he still locked in the room? Well, he's in the basement. Yeah. He's sorting out my shoe collection as we speak. So you, free, know, you, you do you do realize, Frida, that there's no such thing as a free MOT. Well, he's enjoying himself. And you know the kind of clubs I go to. So. Well, no, I don't actually. <laughs> what kind of clubs do you go to? Uh, let's just say people <laughs> to have a very loose idea of clothing. <laughs> anyway. So I do have a question for you. Have, have you. have you run anybody over with your ambulance this week or have you been driving carefully as usual? I drive very carefully. And uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week. I was at Alderay Children's Hospital this week. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, quite a drive away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Between Liverpool and Manchester. Yeah, yeah. And um, been doing my usual kind of runs around Salford, but uh, yeah, I met some interesting people and um, spread the word of trans. People often ask me, sometimes some people will clock me and, and say, oh, you're very tall for a girl. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about? But most of the time people don't care, you know what I mean? They just get on with life, don't they? They've got more to, they've got more to worry they've about. They've got more important things to worry about yeah, than yeah. your gender, for goodness sake. Than me, yeah. That's the main thing. So it's been a busy week in the old uh, news department, hasn't it? It has. We've we had a lot to talk about. A lot of um, jostling for attention from the LGB Alliance and a lot of nervousness from certain, I'd say, trans-hostile factions that see certain people as a threat. That's what I would say. Yeah, so let, what should we start with? I know there's been lots of stuff about charities this week, certain charities that we love and hate. Mm. You're talking about the LGB Alliance. You're talking about the LGB Alliance. Let's start so what, with... What happened with that? Around. Because I I must admit, I didn't follow this story. Well, the only thing I've kind of picked up on the LGB Alliance this week is it's their conference, their annual, second annual conference coming up this next weekend, I think. Oh, right. They're calling it Conference 22. Fantastic. They're going to have a it's shit disco. Conference too. I think last year it was just a disco for dinosaurs. But anyway, this year, I think they're still having a disco for dinosaurs. I mean, who has a disco... Dinosaurs at six o'clock in the afternoon. Not many people. (laughs) These people, it's like I tell you, I tell you what. These people need to come out with me into Manchester and come to a proper techno club. When was the last time you went to a dinosaur disco in Manchester? By the way, there isn't. There's no such thing. No, thank goodness. So some of the some of the people that are going to be speaking at this here 
Conference 22, are Joanna Cherry, oh, fantastic. Kathleen Stark, Julie Bindle, Helen Joyce, to name but a few. Can, can I just ask you, what do all those people have in common? Well, I think most of them appeared in a picture with J.K. Rowling at some point. I think they, they did. And I don't think they give a toss, really, about lesbian, gay, bisexual no, rights, do they? They do all hate trans people, apparently. They just do all hate us. That's the main connection there between those. That would be their strongest connection, the yeah. hatred of trans people. They're not doing themselves any favours, are they? Yeah, well, I don't think I'm going to the conference. I've not had my invitation. Well, do you remember last year when they the, the biggest guest was a cardboard cut out of J.K. Rowling? <laughs> I mean, maybe this year she's doing a surprise. I uh, mean, if you wanted to represent two-dimensional hate figures, then you can do. They did it quite literally, didn't they? Maybe she's doing a special appearance this year. Mm. Yeah, maybe she'll turn up in a cloud of smoke to the Harry Potter theme. Cloud of smoke. Yes, (laughs) I can see that happening. (laughs) What a gobshite. Anyway, yeah, and then LGBA, (laughs) um, the continuing tribunal with the Charity Commission, I think gets underway or, or progresses again on the 7th of november right. not quite so, sure where that's up to it's hard to follow oh, sometimes they just so things. go on forever don't they these they tribunals do. and it's like an, an, in, an in the void of information in step all the conjectures and uh, the point scoring and trying to blame other people for things and it's like well you know and these legal processes are complicated and i would recommend um, what's she called on Twitter? Mia Solicitor. Yeah. They that that account. I don't actually know her actual name. I don't. I think. Yeah, she, there's some there's some good accounts on Twitter where you can follow the progress. Well, I would thing. follow that because they they break it down because it's way too complicated for me. I can't yeah. sift through legally. It's, it's just hard to keep up with it all and what's going on and what does that mean and what does this mean. Mm. So yeah. But, but that's that's part. But of the it problem. continues on November. That's good, Interestingly, then. what I did see on Twitter this week was that there was a. There was a photograph of LGB Alliance mm. and Conservatives for Women UK yeah. at the Conservative, um, the recent Conservative conference. Right. Um, and they both had stalls right next to each other. Now, is that a coincidence? It doesn't seem like it. Doesn't it doesn't sound but, like one, does it? And why would uh, those two want to be right next to each other? Very interesting. I mean, what do Conservatives for Women stand for i mean if you can serve well, they certainly you can... don't stand for lgbt rights which is what the supposedly no, no, supposedly I would, the I would imagine alliance if you, stand for if you're gonna if you're gonna wear a badge that says conservative woman i wouldn't imagine that gay and lesbian rights are on your list of important topics well yeah lgb lgb alliance you know yeah but they like them because they can hate us more yeah they can get together and Combine the hate. (laughs) So, you know, just leading on with charities, Mermaids gave evidence at that Charity Commission tribunal. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the news this week with Mermaids. You know, to name but a few, binders, um, breast flattening devices. Yeah, um, which you can buy in Primark. Which you can buy in Primark, yeah. Um, Accused of promoting harmful medical and surgical procedures. Let's just get this out. The I had a now. trustee with links to paedophile organizations, digital engagement manager posting pornographic images online. So these are all the accusations mm. aimed at mermaids from, I think it was Miriam Kate's MP who did a little 
speech and prime minister's Ma question time. Miriam Cates appeared uh, in. She's in. Oh, she's an MP for what? Where's she the MP for? She's she an MP can... for Penistone and Stockbridge. Yeah, she's interesting, MP... interesting spelling of Penistone, by the way. Yeah, she's the MP for Penistone, <laughs> and she <laughs> conserves. But she's also an evangelical Christian who believes in conversion therapy. And uh, she appeared on Woman's Hour this week with this whole. She was saying that you know the way the way they've jumped on this thing with mermaids now because obviously there's been some negligent. I would I will say that mermaids. I mean I I I would I wanted to avoid talking about this until now because the way that I un I couldn't really understand how a charity like mermaids would let somebody like this uh, what was it called Burslow guy. Dr. Jacob uh, Burslow, yeah. Yeah, this guy who's obviously got dubious opinions about, you know, um, children. And I thought, how did they let this happen? It's really disappointing to me that that mermaids would, uh, you know, even allow this to happen. But I, I don't know how much uh, culpability they have in in this because as soon as they found out who this guy was as soon as as soon as it was made a word to them they got rid of him it was like cool yeah i mean as soon as they found out they did the right thing i mean when when somebody approaches you to become a trustee of your charity i mean how yeah. do you how would you go about checking this person's mm. background it's not going to show up in dbs checks it's not going to show up in anything oh, like that but i don't think gonna... he's a uk citizen i think he's from the states or Canada. but it feels to me like this guy targeted mermaids because if you're the only charity if you're the only charity in the uk or maybe the only probably one of the only charities in the world that actually caters for trans youth and you're somebody like that then on a long enough timeline some arsehole like that is going to appear in your periphery and when when mermaids saw this in the periphery, they they shut it down straight away, which which tells me that they're doing their job. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't say to me mermaids are a, a problem because none of the families and none of the children who, who who mermaids help have come forward and complained, and all the conversation about this has been about. Oh, we told you so. If you let, you know, if you do this to chat, you know, the idea of trans children is abhorrent to us. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to be abhorrent to you because the idea of trans people is abhorrent to you. So don't, you know, don't try and make out you suddenly care about children and the medicalization. They, 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 they love saying that the medicalization yeah. of children. Well, they I think, you know, the the, the, the point is the, the charity have got rid of this guy he's resigned and you know he's, yeah. he's gone and they've, they've promised to look into policies mm. and procedures on mm. you know hiring people and getting trustees in and all that stuff nice uh, and what, I... what can you do i mean if, if this happened to any other organization and i'm sure it does you know what do they do if you know if, if there's a pedophile working at some company somewhere in the uk how would you know until once, exactly. she's, once they're discovered well then they're out i mean that's how it works exactly it's because well it's it's incendiary because mermaids are a charity for children, but it was really hard for me to get my head around this because obviously I I my my instinct is to defend mermaids because they do because of the good work they do yeah. and I know that the people involved are doing the are motivated by good intentions, but it's really hard to to look at it and 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 justify 
them them letting this happen you know it's really hard to 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 make a case and say look oh yeah it's fine it's not fine they need to be investigated they need to make sure this never happens again. yeah they need to they need to go and review the process and procedures to make sure that there's things in place to prevent it happening again and Absolutely. it kill it kills me because every transphobe that's ever gone for mermaids now feels like Oh yeah, it's emboldened some of course. It's like because because Susie Green, the CEO of Mermaid, she's the the, the crap she's had to deal with for yeah. six years, seven years, however long it's been, from people like Kelly J. Keene, Caroline Farrow, and now Kate, Miriam Kate. She's just another one of those, you know. Yeah, not an easy job. But this brings me, you know, onto Woman's Hour because we know Emma Barnett the presenter of Woman's Hour has platformed a lot of the, you know, top table turfs, I call them, uh, you know, Kathleen Stark, um, Maya Forstarter and uh, Susan Moore. They, they've all been on Woman's Hour, but she's never, Emma has never, as far as I can research, has never spoken to a trans woman about this. She's never platformed anyone who can, you know, provide any kind of insight into the politics of it and we, i don't I, I mean i was looking at women's hour and i just think it's like some kind of weird you know trad wife loving you know like when you look at the the comments uh, section of the twitter for women's hour i was like who, who it's such a middle class middle-aged karen it's, kind it's of radio culture. 4, isn't it? you know, but i mean I, yeah i'm not i've no problem with radio 4 radio 4 do some really good stuff right but women's hour where does it sit in lgbtq plus cultures because or even black culture because when it's it, what's telling to me is whenever emma barnett has a music guest they're always like really drippy folk music type things it's probably just reflecting the culture of the bbc and radio 4 you know that's well, why why doesn't emma barnett get in touch with marianne hobbs and speak to her yeah you know, a black DJ or, you know, somebody that's doing something with yeah, techno. It needs, <laughs> it needs bringing up to date, doesn't it? But so, so, so my point is that Women's Hour is a very traditionalist yeah. view. And it's very sort of, I always imagine Emma Barnett in, you know, that painting, American Gothic, you know, with a pitchfork, because she dresses <laughs> like that. And it's like, it's that kind of like um, Holly Willoughby kind of, you know, throwback kind of flowery dresses kind of, thing and it's like no get get away from me with that seriously so the um, you know the miriam kate's interview with emma barnett the it, what seemed to come across was gay kids at risk from gender ideology that was all the, that was really the only thing they were oh yeah they kept, she kept mentioning gender ideology gender yeah. ideology <laughs> gay kids at risk of gender ideology yeah so it's a bit of a weird thing to say isn't it you know, these kids, are, it's okay to be gay, but you can't be trans. Is that, is that what they're saying? Well, they're pretending that suddenly they, the, the people that are saying, oh, yeah, because like if you were a tomboy, like, you know, the old idea of being a, a, a sort of butch girl. So nowadays a butch girl would suddenly identify as trans, but I don't see that at all. I know I've seen lots of butch girls. I know lots of butch lesbians and they have no trans, you know, um kind of intentions they just that they, they, trans is a completely different thing it's like to do with how you're attracted to people how you socialized how you lay you know how you express yourself is completely different but the, 
the thing that strikes me about that argument where they say yeah we've got to you know protect gay children from being trans it's like they hate gay people anyway they just yeah. found something they hate more you so know. is it a different level of hate yeah it's like an incremental scale so we'll say oh we can we can find a way to hate something that is permissible yeah because, because you know the debate i mean like somebody like joe bartok has been saying oh yeah that the get that the fight for gay rights is over and that's why they're going for like stonewall is concentrating on trans it's like the fight for gay rights is way from over do you know what i mean it's like where does she live because if you lived in farm where and you where i live and you were gay boy and you were the there's no way you, 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 you'd still need that support network that every gay community needs, you know. Yeah, I mean, rubbish. You know, Mermaids, it's a, it's a support charity for families and kids, isn't it? Yeah. And nobody is saying that somebody should be trans. That is a totally ridiculous thing to suggest. Nobody is saying you should be trans. You know, they're not, no one's saying that gay kids should be trans kids. That, that's just not happening. Oh, I am. <laughs> everybody should be trying see what i'm gonna i i want to get into schools and i convince every child in that school that they're trans because there's nothing wrong with that but you know that would get that that would be impossible and ridiculous so why don't they just can't they have that conversation because it's like because the the um they're sort of presupposing that being trans is awful yeah that's the starting point yeah they're not saying so when they say oh well what if what because because they'll say oh you're gonna mutilate your body and you're gonna you know what i've got piercings i've got tattoos they the same people would say that about mutilating your body it's my it's my decision what i do with my body yeah but you see children obviously the trans children thing bothers them because at what point does a child become able to make that decision and it's not that they they don't have the insight or the knowledge or the medical expertise or the psychological expertise to make those decisions politicians don't know how to make those decisions that's why we trust peer-reviewed information and that's why we trust doctors now can doctors get it wrong of course they can and we know that and that's why we have peer review and that's why we have cqc and that's why we have people looking at this stuff with a fine-tooth comb and when you think about how minuscule the amount of, I mean, even the trans community is small, but the amount of children in that community is a tiny percentage of that. So we could probably name, you could probably name every trans, trans child if you wanted to, if you could know about them on your hands. You know, there's just so few of them. Uh, that That is a problem for me, actually, about with mermaids and stuff, because I want to know about these children. I want to know who they are and I want to know about their stories. But obviously, for what, you know, for their personal reasons, they want to they want the confidentiality. They don't necessarily want to talk about it. Yeah. But I, I, I would love transparency completely about mermaids. And I would I want to interview one of those kids and say, look, you know, is this a problem? You know, it's a, we need to have ultimate transparency. But. Like what? Who is doing that? Who who is interviewing these people? And because it's not the BBC, it's not any sort of talking points on TV or radio. Because all they ever want to talk about is this demonization of them. So no wonder they never want to talk to anybody in the media. It's no wonder they never want to approach anybody and be honest about their stories, because they know it'll be on 
um, this morning with Holly and Phil, and it'll be some sensationalist garbage. That's why they never talk to anybody. Talking about sensational garbage, what about all this nonsense on binders? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't... To be honest, like, I I think if you if you're a trans girl uh, trans like say if you're a young a young girl and she, you're coming out as trans and you, you have a problem with your body like you don't want to have breasts or that that is you, you're going to find ways to to hide it yeah and those ways may not be safe they might be you know they might be using tape they might be using all kinds of yeah unsafe methods of trying to bind you know developing breasts and oh, this is, this this is, is not the safe way of doing it. The safe way to do it is, you know, a sports bra or a, you know, a, a proper binder that's, that's been made for the purpose. But also, I'd say, like, if you, if you, you know, if you do have that intense dysphoria where you don't, because like some, obviously girls develop differently. Like some girls will they'll be flat chested and some girls will have like quite big, prominent, but, you know, breasts at an early age. And, I think that is probably, you know, it, it, you're going to have different levels of of dysphoria with that. So, so imagine if you if you are, you know, you identifying as trans, but suddenly your body is developing in a way you don't like. Then, if you don't have that proper support, if you can't reach out to something, look, I need somebody to just help me feel better about my. But that's it. That's all it's about. It's about feeling better about your body. But then we've got Miriam Cates in Prime Minister's Question Time referring to binders as breast flattening devices, and that is not what they are. She, what she's talking about there is something completely different. That is the practice of using heated elements on breast mm. material to to prevent prevent breast from growing. I think it's it's, it's the practice that's used around the world to do it. Now. That's what she's talking about when she's saying breast flattening devices. Yeah, a binder is not a breast flattening device as such. It's not in those terms. No, it's not. I mean, what she's doing there is she's using very emotive language yeah. to convey this idea that people are. It comes back to this idea of mutilating. Back to you trying to mutilate yourself. Yeah, and and obviously, if you think like I, I know this is probably a false equivalence, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do you know there's a like I've experienced through my job and for. But when I've experienced mental health, a lot of girls self-harm. More girls than you probably want to imagine actually go through a phase of self-harm. Now, this is something we've got to recognize that our bodies, like the way we view our bodies is very complicated. And I don't think being concerned about somebody wearing a, a sports bra is, is relevant we should be looking at why young girls self-harm because that to me is much more prescient, prescient yeah. and that is more important to me because I'm, I, because it comes down to this idea of shame and shame about the body. Mm-hmm. And like when, when they've done this research about why it, it tends to be more girls, boys do it as well, but it tends to be more girls that do cut themselves and, and it comes from this idea that, that there's something they want to release and that that's the only way they can kind of feel pain in a way because they, they can, it, it, it's deeply psychological. And I'm no, I'm, I, was, I put my hands up, I don't know enough about the psychology behind it. But I'm saying if you're going to start talking about teenagers hurting themselves, you don't start with breast binders no. because they are not hurting anyone. Let's talk about the actual whole topic 
of self-harm. Mm, yeah, because that's if you're going to start talking about girls doing that to to mutilate or you you have you you have to be realistic about the motivations of p- people like Miriam Cates because they don't they don't care about young girls they don't care about because if they did they'd understand that well you know the the thing that Miriam Cates is doing i mean it's part of this propaganda war against mermaids and stonewall in support of lgba isn't it of course it is it's all fun that's what it's all about i mean th- there's yeah, no you know the timing of all this is not you know it's, it's not a surprise no because they're nervous they know that they i mean if 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 lgba lose their charity status then i mean i don't know how realistic that is but that that's a ner- that's something that would de- that cuz they I, like I, they're deflecting they're trying to deflect everything back onto mermaids back onto stonewall oh, yeah. the protection of lgba that's how i see it that's how it, it's coming across to me it's definitely a concerted effort to to you know, to to spread this disinformation. So, so moving on, something else we were going to talk about was um, silencing and cancelling. Yeah. Then yeah. a couple of stories this week. Um, Katie Montgomery. I know you spoke to her. Well, um, what happened was with Katie, she was supposed to do a talk at Warwick University, and. Um, it got cancelled, but previous to the cancelling of the talk, there were a lot of, um, I wouldn't say, you know, a sort of turfy stuff on on Twitter and the kind of people that have, I'd say, have about 5,000 followers, those kind of turfs. And they were basically causing a pile on, on Katie's post about the talk. And the the main thrust of it was that, ha, 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 you know what does this person know about science? What she because because the the premise of the talk was she's going to talk about hate crimes with a bit of science, right? And I, that's yeah, so just it was com- combating hatred, wasn't it? The yeah, topic. it was about combating hatred, and she wanted to talk. So th- they just picked up on Katie saying a bit of science because obviously um, they think they can use that to say we're not real people. You know, you know the idea that you know science is not does not. To support what we are it's like you know biological reality and all yeah. that kind of thing but um we know what biological reality is we know what we, you know it's like do, do people really think that trans women are so, suddenly completely delusional we don't we don't know what bodies we've got you know it's like anyway so katie got cancelled didn't she basically the the, the planned talk was cancelled yeah and it was cancelled due to threats of hate so how ironic is that? You know, a talk that was going to be about combating hatred gets cancelled because of hate threats. It's like, what is going on there? It wasn't just hate. I mean, the stuff that was, the stuff that I saw aimed at, at Katie was just abhorrent, you know, comparing it to sex criminals and, you know, it's just nasty, horrible. All the stuff that J.K. Rowling claims she yeah. gets, Katie got within the space of 48 hours. So don't ever tell me that J.K. Rowling gets death threats and things like that. Because, you know, Kate, how, how many followers does J.K. Rowling have? 15 million, something like that? Something, 12, 13 million. Something yeah, like so that. so on a, on a ratio, if, if J.K. Rowling... I think Katie Rowling, has about 80,000. So, so, if, so if 
on that ratio, if Katie, if, if J.K. Rowling got the same thing as Katie, she would be yeah. deluged, yeah. right? So, so it doesn't even add up. But um, the thing I would say about it is that the, the, the whole cancelling of that is it's so disappointing because what they can't handle is the idea that somebody can have a voice. It's like it goes back to this idea of trans people in the media and, and who controls that narrative. They're very threatened by Katie because she does have a good, a large following and she does have a lot of respect. And they hate that. I'm sure it would have been a, a great speech. I mean, it's, not, it's not completely cancelled. I think it's going to be rescheduled for later in the year. Well, well I hope so. And I hope yeah. it doesn't deter anybody because I support anybody speaking out about. Because like when I do, yeah. I do live events and I speak to people and I and it do, it is in the back of my mind, you know, like if I post something on Twitter where I'm going to be or what I'm going to do, is some lunatic going to turn up? But I can't live my life like that. Well, it's I worrying, think... isn't it? I mean, when you do go to these events or do like do your performances, you don't know who's in the crowd. I mean, you, you, could, get, you could get harangued. But it's a, it's a honestly. I mean, it's how a would bit... you deal with that if you were? I mean, I've been heckled before, <laughs> but generally speaking, people are fucking lovely. Yeah. That's the fact exactly. of the matter. It's just yeah. a, to me. I mean, it's easy to dismiss it as to I mean, I, I'm not diminishing any of the hate that was directed, but what I'm saying is in real life. No, but it went beyond Twitter. It actually got to Warwick University and they cancelled. So it, yeah, it went yeah. beyond Twitter, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But but I think if Kate, when, when, when this event does happen, when people do turn up, you'll find that the overall majority yeah, of, of people... Yeah, it, it will be very positive. It's like that with everything. Everything yeah, that, that um, you know, when people speak out publicly uh, in our favour, you'll get the minority of people that are really loud who shout it down. But most of the time, I've... I mean, in my life, in my work and everything, I've never... I very rarely get a negative comment. or Somebody yeah. might be curious about me, but that's fine, you know. That's about yeah. as far as it goes. I mean, other other cancellations this week. We've had Mermaid's fundraiser at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern cancelled yeah. due to threats against staff. Yeah, because you know it's more of this thing of you know that there, there were there were enough there were enough nut jobs on Twitter with an email address that they can pile on to something like the Royal Vauxhall Tavern and make them nervous. Yeah, to the point where the event gets cancelled. So, just... you know, it's, there's two two examples there. And then we've had the the Graham Norton interview on Times Radio oh, where he's yeah. talking about cancel culture. And actually, you know, he says that the word should be accountability. And I course, totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, and didn't, didn't J.K. Rowling... <laughs> I know we've mentioned J.K. Rowling. Well, he, he mentioned... I think they mentioned John Cleese and J.K. Rowling in that discussion you see i'm getting really annoyed that jk rowling dominates so much of this yeah, conversation because it's like it's just it's just insidious i i just i just honestly I, I i i'm just getting to the the point now where um any mention of the jkr yeah it's like again really yeah just, there's another it, another issue came up today sunday in the Scottish Sunday Times, where JKR is attacking Nicola Sturgeon. And we all know why she's doing this. It's because of the gender recognition reforms mm -hmm. that are coming up and, you know, Scottish independence. She's 
she's attacking Nicola at any opportunity right now. Even, you know, wore that T-shirt, writing articles in newspapers. She's all out attacking Nicola Sturgeon at the moment. Well, way too much. She gets way too much attention. Well, let me just... Uh, let, because it is there and in, in, in it's present in our mind, I'm going to talk about J.K. Rowling now because I want to get off my mind. But other, but, than, other than being a children's book author, who, I mean, who is this woman? You know, it's like, well, this is it. But she's kind of... She's, she's sort of avoided any criticism. She's just a rich person. Why, why is everybody paying so much attention to a rich person? Because which people with a lot of followers can legitimize and validate the opinions of others that's why and it's like somebody like you know all the people that like when when i wrote that piece about jk rowling when i did about the uh, jk rowling's bottomless brunch i just examined who, the, who was around that table and it's those those people need her their their, their opinions are weightless without the the promotion of somebody that has so many links to the media and is kind of protected in a way. I mean, I, I think this is something that um, JK Rowling keeps up because she's protected from all criticism by the right wing media. Like, so imagine if JK Rowling suddenly said, oh yeah, I support green issues now, I've changed my mind. They would go for her. They would take her down in the same way they take Chris Packham down. Right, <laughs> they would hate her, but she's 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 built this armor around her like an armadillo, um, because the the press love her because she's that that figure that she 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 can play the part of the wholesome children's writer who can say these things and without criticism, and 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 it's not just without criticism they'll have to festoon love upon her, and she's got used to that. So she's always going to be that person now because it suits yeah. her and it, she's protected. Well, because we, yeah. we were, we, you know, whenever we raise our voices against her, we're the crazy TRAs, aren't we? You know what I mean? So like when we lose our shit on Twitter and we say, fuck JK, whatever, we, we look hysterical in the eyes of, you know, because, because, People will say, "Oh, J.K. Rowling, she's just a, she did who the writer of Harry Potter, she's that lovely nice children's book, that lovely lady." Oh my God, you know, give me a break. So that's enough about J.K.R. Yeah, let's I not mention her ever woman. again. We shall never I'm, mention the woman again. I'm actually going to say during the if we continue for as long as we continue this podcast, we are not allowed to mention exactly the name of the wizard lady. The wizard lady is banned. <laughs> So let's let's end on a positive note, as is our custom now. Oh, lovely! A lovely positive note. Is positive this the ideas are the end of our little podcast here? So a really nice um, video of Jamie Lee Curtis supporting oh, yeah. her trans daughter. That was on, uh, I think it was Carla Antonelli which posted that. Yeah, um, that I, really I believe Carla lives in Spain. Um, so I've I've put it on my Twitter. It's all in Spanish, but you can translate it. And it's it was really nice to hear Jamie Lee Curtis voicing her support for her daughter. And yes. she ends with, you know, that's how we um, change things by using our voices. You know, so yeah, that's a good that's a good message. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a human message. It's like when somebody knows somebody who's trans. Like you see, like when people meet me and they talk to me, I'm. It, my transness isn't part of the conversation. No, my like when, when when I'm out with my mum, 
It's never about being trans. And some, and my mum says, this is my daughter. I mean, that is gold to me. Yeah, but but, but But it's like, it doesn't mean anything to anybody else. It's like, so when the thing that, when when somebody like Jamie Lee Curtis, it's like, we... Supporting their kid, which is great. Which yeah. is what, it's a normal thing to do. It's yeah. not something that should be fucking news. And and but but we because we are so used to being abused in the media, we we latch onto these things. And yeah, go, we oh, see that God. thing. Oh, look, someone being positive. We go, oh, thank, thank you, thank you, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Yeah. Thank you for liking us. <laughs> it's like we're always <laughs> we're always we're so traumatized. Guilty. We're, we're all suffering from a kind of post-traumatic shock that when somebody says something nice, we all prick up like Bambi. And and we we run around telling everybody about it. And yeah. I, when, I, when I go down and I, I speak to my sister or whatever, and I said, "Oh God, you won't believe uh, what's happened in the media," and she's like, "I'm not interested." <laughs> and I, I I know why she's not interested because I shouldn't be interested. But we 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 wrap ourselves up in these arguments on Twitter and all this, and it becomes this big turf tra bollocks. But really, in the real world, when we communicate as as human beings it's not the important the trans bit it's like honestly it drives me insane so what what i'm saying is when somebody do, when somebody of prominence when somebody like you know a famous person says you know what trans people they're not horrible you know we all go oh my god we've got to post it we've got to retweet this <laughs> talking of prominent people what about eddie uh, eddie Izzard? Well, it's like Eddie Izzard, you know, um, standing out. for a Labour MP I, I, I in Sheffield uh, Central. I did, I did make the mistake of call, calling her he, because I'm so because I I love Eddie Izzard. I grew up watching Eddie Izzard. One of the well, first Eddie ever. was I think Eddie was gender fluid at one point. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, I love Eddie. Whatever, exactly. But um, they they're so frightened of Eddie Izzard at the moment because she's is she running for MP and MP Sheffield Central, yeah. Sheffield Central, and um, Julie did a really Pindle. good video. And right at the end of the video, she says, "Oh yeah," and I happen to be trans. It's it like it's like I've just explained yes. all my policies, why I want to be an MP, and by the way, I'm trans, and it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, perfect. Well, what did you think? I mean, I I was watching the video and I was thinking, right, I. I've known, I've followed the career of Eddie Izzard for some time, and I know, like, it's it's not, like, politics to me now is, like, whole about entertainment, and I don't know if she's a good politician or not, but she's a great orator, and she, you know, does it matter, really, that somebody is a comedian? No, it doesn't and, matter. I mean, it can't be any worse than the current politicians. Well, yeah, when you look at Suella Braverman. God, yeah. But um, what I'm saying is, like when I I think what what I think is when when somebody sees what well perhaps what I would like to think is when somebody sees somebody like Eddie Izzard they go gosh that is brave you know to to go through you know no it, it's not something you take on lightly is it to to be out and say right I'm changing my pronouns now I'm doing all this. Um, and I think most people look at that and go, fucking hell, you know, that is, she's got a kind of freedom there. And she's, she's, she's took on this responsibility of being herself. And people yeah. respond to that in a positive way. And it's like, like when I, sometimes when I'm, I'm like, I've done, I've done events at work where I've talked about coming out at work. And people come up to me afterwards and they say, look, I'm not 
I'm not trans or anything, but I just think, you know, you put things in perspective about, you know, uh, the thing you've been through. And it's like people respect you because you've tackled something in your life and you've faced up to it and you've got over it. And that is the thing people respond to. So not only is trans should be accepted, it should be celebrated because we we are doing some we, we, we've faced up to something and being realistic and working with what we've got and you know navigating the world in a positive way we could have gone the other way we could have said fuck the world i hate everybody i'm going to be depressed i'm going to make everybody else depressed and turn into julie bindle <laughs> you know what i mean I, yeah i mean I, really I, you know if you if you're trans shouldn't that be the least the least interesting thing about you it should be but it also should it also says to people that you 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 you're facing your your issues like you, yeah like, you've faced up to you, who you are and your issues and you've accepted so who to you me that like it doesn't necessarily make you a better person being trans because no, I, I know not. some pretty horrible trans women to be honest let's not bitch about it but <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does give you a, a unique perspective to me it's like I trust people because of of the background like if, if i know somebody's been through something and they can talk with authority on it it's like like i say if i if i was going to go to somebody and say oh yeah tell me about what it's like to be black in britain in 2022 i wouldn't ask jeremy hunt would i exactly. i'd ask david lammy <laughs> exactly so people know you've got a unique perspective based on who you are but there's so many interesting things about us other than the trans topic. You know, oh, it shouldn't well. be the most important thing. It's it's an, an important thing. It's something we've tackled in our lives. But, you know, there's there's much more. There's, there's so much other stuff to talk about as well, you know. Yeah, but, like, the most interesting thing about me is I've got my hair extensions done. You've got your hair extensions and you've got a fee on the team. But, uh, yeah, so... You know, there's this. This I love. I love that. That the main thing on on Twitter was there was so much positive commentary to Eddie. Eddie, there was, and and they and Billy Bragg weighed in. Oh yeah, Billy and, Bragg. Well. And yeah. oh no, they hate these people. The the turfs hate these people because they know they can bring out the goodness in the the comment the comments. Yeah. And and when they see themselves as the cranky minority which they are it drives them mad you know any survey i've seen that asks people like women uh, how, how, how do you feel about trans women how do you feel about, about how, how somebody identifies as a, a particular gender they're always positive results it's very rare that i've seen you know any sort of real negativity is coming from places like talk radio or gb news and these people... Yeah, there's, there's like the usual sources, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, that was another thing about the Eddie Izzard thing. Yeah, I saw that. The, Talk uh, TV. It's pretty I negative, forgot. wasn't it? Well, they, they're frightened. They feel like trans people shouldn't have a voice. And when one single trans person in the shape of Eddie Izzard decides, you know, I have a voice, they will panic and do everything in their power to shut that down. Or make. I mean, Eddie Izzard is somebody that is is sending himself up all the time. He's, he's he knows it. He, like when he wears a pink beret and 
does all that. It's not he's part it's part of his image and everything like that. But it's easy to mock because it's like you know it's like any kind of visual metaphor. You know, it's like well, you know that talk TV. I'm not sure when that was actually shown. I've seen the video, mm. but it was just it just felt like, like five bullies just bullying people. Exactly, they're just laughing. just laughing at people. I mean, yeah. there was no there was no substance to it. It was just it was just garbage, really. Well, Mike Graham is the guy that is who does that show called Plank of the Week, and I've rung Mike Graham. I well, I think he's the Plank the... of the Week, isn't he? For having he's a plank show of, like that. Plank of the decade. He's a man who thinks you could grow concrete, and um. The... <laughs> The 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 lady that they had on that program, if you can call it a program, plank of the week, um, Honda, uh, what's she called? Honda Camp. She's a GP yeah, I apparently, I and she was saying that you know Eddie Izzard is not a, a woman, and you know trans people are not legitimate. In fact, the the five people in that clip, I don't I don't know any of them. It shows just shows how prominent they are. Not not prominent at all. But well. Uh, the interesting thing about talk, I followed Talk TV for quite a while because I used to listen to Talk Radio and I've contributed to some of their shows. And you've been they, on that show, haven't you? Yeah, and they have less views now per month, according to the statistics, than Babe Station. <laughs> I mean, and and I and and if I was going to go somewhere for news, I think I'd prefer Babe Station. I wouldn't even know where to go to find that show other than, you know, what? it was posted on What, Twitter Babe Station? <laughs> Not Babe Station, no. I'm going to be on Babe Station talk, soon. Talk so TV. I'm, uh, so I can make any bloody money at the GB moment. News. I don't even know where to go to find those shows. So Could, you ma- <laughs> Could you imagine me on Babe Station? It's like, oh, well, you've got the hair extensions now, so yeah. Yeah. Maybe. They should do, you know, I mean, I'm not recommending, you know, exploiting myself for pornography, but... <laughs> Trying to get take the gigs where you can get them, aren't you? Talking of gigs, don't you have one coming up next Friday? Oh, thank you for mentioning. Yeah, let's have a little plug. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing um, a spoken word event at the Feel Good Club, which is uh, the Feel Good Club's a mental health charity based in Manchester. And yeah, I'm doing uh, a. Couple. So where where is this club? It's in the northern quarter. It's so. in the northern quarter, of Manchester. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, I'm doing a couple of poems. I'm going to do my transgender, lesbian, sperm producing female. And I'm going to do my JK Rowling piece. So, no, you can't mention her. We just said she's banned. Oh, but I'm, I'm mentioning her in context. Okay. So. okay. We're not talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I was debating whether to do this JK Rowling piece because I don't want to draw any attention to the herbin necessarily but I, I feel like we need I needed to do it I feel but like you I, could do it but you could say that this is the the last time you're going to do it yeah anyway um, I'm going to be there I'm going to come and watch yeah well it, I hope so I hope so wait yeah, it's going to be interesting it's, it's, it's like a Halloween event as well so right you have to wear some bunny ears or something I don't know <laughs> I'll have a, have a look around see what I've got well, it's been a busy week. We didn't expect it's, for our second episode to have so many articles. It's, in it. like, oh, it's like what? It's like every day. There's like so. I'm like, I'm I know, thinking, what the hell day, is going? Literally every day, something's happening against is trans. It, there's some anti-trans shit going on every single day. Can I just say, like, this is what it's like for some trans. Like, if if you're active on Twitter and you're trans, every day feels like you're being trolled. Every day is a shit show. And and if you you've got to you've got to be mindful and think this isn't the real world. 
like it, I, I just want to say to Pete, like, I just want to put this out there that if you, you know, if you're listening and you, you feel like it's affecting you in a negative way, that is normal because it is negative, but step away from it and realize that most yeah. of the world is not on Twitter and most of the world respect you and love you. And, you know, they don't yeah. care if you're trans. <laughs> they haven't got time to yeah, think so about it. So meanwhile, back in the real world, everybody loves yeah. us. And yeah, of course the they do. And that, I think that's what's the thing with Turf. They just, they just know that we have, a, we, we have this unique perspective. We're all lovely and glamorous. We're all beautiful. And we're amazing. And they hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will say okay. goodbye. Please Bye. subscribe. Please like. Oh, Thank God. you for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye for now.